Well, hello there. Well, hello. How you doing? Pretty good. I just get right into that. I guess that one's the PR30 you're on over there. I'm not sure. It sounds pretty good, though. <laughs> uh, with me is, okay. Steve Wolf. Okay. Well, I, wanted, I, I, I didn't want to say the wrong name here because I... Yeah, yeah I don't want to mess me up with somebody else. <laughs> but there you go. How you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've had a chance to talk to you. Absolutely. Lost track of you, matter of fact. I was looking for a phone number the other day, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. You can always email me. Yeah, I know. You know, that's me. a funny thing. It's weird because I keep forgetting about the, the, the website and the radio station. I don't know yep. why that is. And it's like in, in my mind, it disappears, and I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. I had a number. Where can I find a number on him? I wonder how he's listed, you know. And, you and, won't find me on because I'm in the VOIP land. Okay. <laughs> there is no directory assist. I'm actually running uh, Asterisk and the open source PBX and got some VOIP lines running in there. I haven't had a true, you know, bell line in about four years. Well, you know, so. 90% of the programming that we do uh, comes down a telephone line. Oh, yeah. And it's all voice over IP, and it sounds better than a... Than a, than a than a wire line. Oh, absolutely, because it, a wire line is, what, 64K, and VOIP, U-Law encoding is, what, 80K, I think? So you're you getting wider bandwidth. I, I don't know, but it sounds better. I mean, it really does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Telos 1. Uh-huh. And then I get, I, get, uh, I use a, a Telos 1. Uh-huh. And then I've got, uh, I don't know, some Behringer com- contraption that, ah, that, okay. ma- that Matthew came up with. Yep. Something that him and Bob Heil probably, you know, he probably suggested. I don't know. And then I go out, and then I come out of that and I go into my old antiquated mono Sure uh, parametric equalizer. Equalizer. Yes, I have one of those. <laughs> I do. And, and uh, I've got a Roland and a Sure. Those, those parametric EQs, you just can't go wrong. Well, the thing of it is, is all the calls that come in, they. Uh, they they sound like they're sitting right there in the room with you. Room. If, if they're on a decent telephone, phone. Now, yep. You now if they called in on one of these cell some cell some of these cell phones, but you know I'll tell you something about this. Okay. I have not had any luck with. Now you tell me what you think about this. Okay. I have had no luck with people calling in on a Skype line. No, no, I haven't either. It it might start out okay, but then it tends to break up. From what I've heard, now I don't use Skype myself, but I have heard it's shared bandwidth. So it's a peer-to-peer type system. So if someone's on the air on, on the call, you're allowing some of your bandwidth to be used for other phone calls. That's the way I understand it, anyway. Now, what is your call sign? KC5BHC. Okay. And you and your friend with you here, and your call sign is KB8UIZ. Oh, KB8 yep. That's okay. also my friend Steve. We're from Nashville. We came down to the Ham Fest. Last-minute thing, by the way. Really? He called me last night about 11 o'clock. You know the Huntsville Ham Fest is going on this weekend? I said, let's go. <laughs> so we zipped down here. I had to take my seeing-eye dog to the vet this morning, get some shots. As soon as we got that done, jumped on the road. Here we are. We went over to the flea market part first because I thought, well, the good stuff might be taken. We need to buzz through there. Then we'll come over here. We were standing, I don't know, a couple of tables away, and here come Matt. And I didn't recognize him. I was like, "Wow!" Of course, I'm blind, but I mean, I didn't. I didn't recognize the voice. So, you know, I was like, "No way!" And he said something that is not airworthy that totally tipped me off who it was. I was like, "Ah, okay, I remember the good old days." So, now can we talk a little bit about? I understand we're on. Are we on the shore wave? Is that right? Right. We're on. We are on on, on ninety three thirty. Okay. And uh, I don't know what else. All right, just everywhere, <laughs> everywhere at this point we are. But we are definitely on ninety three thirty. Thirty, definitely okay. on, on the air on a on a pretty fat stream right now too. Okay, I, all right, you're on the inter- internet. Um, didn't know what we could talk about. I didn't know if, if it would be all right to mention what I do. Is that okay? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, well I run Wolf FM. It's an internet only radio station, and if music seventies, eighties, and today, I've been doing that since January of ninety nine, and then in uh, January 1st of 2003 launched an oldies channel, Holland Oldies. And my friend Steve here has partnered with me, and we launched a country station. So we have Holland Country. And so he's the program director of that. Things are going real well. It's all Internet only. And got a setup in my house in the basement with all the computers and the studio gear. And been doing that a number of years. A lot of fun. It's kind of neat to find out you guys are on BCQ. I used to listen to a couple of programs on there. And affiliated with some other people that did shows there. So, 
No, well, Alan Weiner is is a yep. good friend. And oh, yeah. He's a great guy. Prog- Remember him from the old R and I days. Uh, Absolutely. Progressive, uh, shortwave broadcaster. You know, one of the problems with shortwave radio is, uh, you know, and and I and I hate it because shortwave radio is. There's things about shortwave radio people don't know. Yeah. For for example, there's a there's a little bitty company over in Beijing by the name of Texun. Okay. Okay. They make thirty thousand shortwave radios per day. Wow. Per day. I mean, I I saw that. I thought it was a misprint, and then I called them on the phone and I got acquainted with them and began to talk to them. And um, <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, this can't be right, you know? Uh, and wow. In in this gentleman. Who who speaks in a um, with with a, with you know a Chinese accent? Yep, speaks yep. very very fluent English, and he said no. He says this is not a joke. <laughs> he says this is what we do. Oh my! So I got a bunch of pictures of their plant, and it's incredible. They got a lot of young people working there, and they actually have dorms set up. Oh, oh for the employees. The employees they wow. have dorms set up for them. And uh, it's it's a whole different way of thinking, you know. But yeah. But now when you walk into a Radio Shack store. You're going to find about seven models of Texan radios, really, with different names on them, like Grundig, Eton, ah, okay, and, and all okay. that. But now the uh, the old I don't know if you remember the Grundig Satellite 800, oh, absolutely, the big big radio. Yep. They they make all of those. Oh my! And um, I, I got a bunch of pictures of them set up at trade shows and whatnot, and I did. So I I began to ask some questions. I said, "Well, do you think we ought to, you know, because at that particular time." I was involved with the radio station out of Dallas, KAIJ. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, and for some reason, KAIJ had the ability to just smash into China, but they had a log periodic antenna that was aimed right on Hiroshima. That was like the middle of the of the, of the pattern, you know. So, oh my! So the thing got over there real well, and so I began to ask questions. I said, "Well, now should we should we get translating this stuff into uh, into Mandarin and other other?" In, other language, other Chinese dialects. I'll get uh-huh. it out. I've been sitting here too long talking. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, this is like a contest as to how long can one person talk. talk. You know, <laughs> yeah. try twelve hours. I did that once. <laughs> so, anyhow, he said, that, "What you don't really?" Uh, he said, "No, no, no." He said, "English is the second language uh, right now." English here, they want to learn English here. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Right now, with shortwave radios in hand, there are more Chinese people that speak English that listen to shortwave." In China, than there are people living in the United States. Oh my! So I was like, "Oh, that's oh, amazing." Okay, all right. You know, I'm. You know, so, but it's true. I mean, I, I it's it's just true. It really is. Now, now, I got a gentleman that just sat down, and I want you to meet him. Um, this is Chip Margelli from Heil Sound. How you doing? Oh, I'm just fine. How are you all today? Right, great, great. And and chips. Did you ever did you ever watch the clip on television where? Um, uh, it was on the Leno show that uh, they did the the CW versus text messaging. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I did see that. Yeah, I also saw it again on YouTube. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> okay. oh, Chip, wow. Chip is is one of the fellows that had the visors. On. Why did they put visors on you guys? Well, it was just it was part of the uh, the overall scene we were trying to create there when they originally called me. I uh, I said we can we can deck the. The, the old guys in, uh, in Morse code operator uniforms, if you'd like, and uh, they thought that was a great idea. So I, uh, it was actually pretty funny because uh, uh, the night before we recorded, we went to a tuxedo shop, and uh, or, uh, yeah, a, a tuxedo shop, and it was like prom week, and there were teenagers all over the place, and you know, clothes were thrown everywhere, and this black vest that I needed for the outfit was sitting on a hanger right by the cash register in my size, and I'm going to go okay. This was, he was hanging there, told me, this weekend is going to go okay. This, this show is going to work because, it, you know, it's, we've got fate on our side. Well, well, Chip, how's it, how's it going here? What's, what's going on? Oh, it's been a busy day. I, uh, I've had a great crowd over there at the booth all day, and we're just, uh, it's, it's, the committee here is just fantastic. The creature comforts at the Huntsville Ham Fest are fantastic, and this is great country for us, a lot of active uh, especially HF operators, a lot of active people here, and so it's, it's good country for us, and we always enjoy coming to Huntsville. Well, I think I think it's the friendliest ham fest. It oh. really is, you know. And and they go out of their way to make everything just right, and they want to make sure everybody's happy, you know. Definitely, is, great, and, great group here. Charlie's just excellent, you know, do, doing that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Do, I, you know, I wish you had a um, 
I wish you had a microphone that had the HC5 element in it that had an XLR plug on the back. Mm. That would be fun to plug in. I was just looking at one of those over there, one of the, uh, with the HC5, the, the big one over there. I think I just created it right now. <laughs> just close off the air vents here on the uh, PR40, and all of a sudden we got an HC5. <laughs> there you go. Acoustic engineering is a wonderful thing. <laughs> he knows what's to what's the he knows what to do. I mean, it's a you know I'm, I'm sitting here staring into PR40s all day long, you know, and uh, uh, and I don't make any bones about it. Man, I first I'll tell you what happened. I went into I went into one of the seminars. Now, now Steve's old radio hound, been around radio all his whole uh-huh. broadcast radio and ham radio, yep. bootleg radio. If it had, tubes oh, we won't in talk it. about that. <laughs> mercy, <laughs> mercy, sakes. Yes, yeah. Twelve JB sixes with a big cooling fan on top, <laughs> turning purple. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to say these things. Yeah, you know, I know. Like Kids uh, don't try this at home. But yeah. you, you know you love it when he talks that way. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyhow. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I went to one of the Heil seminars, and, and you and Bob were doing a presentation, and you, you pulled out one of the mics, and you put the HC5 on, and immediately mm-hmm. you could hear the response change, and you oh, could yeah. see what it was doing mm-hmm. and why it would be so effective on the air. But what really kind of blew me away is he. I saw this... this uh, um, Okay, I, I, I own six of them, and I can't even... Th- RE20s. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. okay, I saw this RE20 sitting there suspiciously, and I thought, I wonder what he's doing with an RE20 at, at a ham radio seminar. Yeah, uh-huh. So anyways, he um, connected the thing, or he plugged it in, and he, he started talking into it after talking into a PR30. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like a, you know, and I thought this asthma, mm-hmm. you know, or, oh, yes. or a cold. It's amazing. You know. And I thought, this can't be, because I've used these things all, you know, for the last so many years. I mean, I used to be a big Shure SM7 fan, you know, and I switched over to the, uh, to the uh, RE20s. And, uh, and I thought, now nah, there's got to be something wrong with that mic, you know. There's got to be something wrong with it. They've dropped that microphone, you know. And so, and you, I got my first PR40, and I took it home. Now, mind you, on my mic stand was a brand new RE20. And I unplugged it, and I plugged the PR40 in, and I listened to it, and I thought, what? Wakey, wakey. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I unplugged it, plugged the RE20 back in. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, if I use this microphone, I'm going to have to go get some, some Afrin nasal spray uh-huh. because it doesn't sound right. And uh, I plugged the, 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 plug the PR40 back in, the Heil mic, and it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the difference. So, I, you yeah. know, I was on a rampage to get rid of all those... All those twenties, oh yeah, and replace them with with the PR forties, you know, and it's it's like night and day. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Well, and it, it it largely it I think it comes down to the time domain response on the element being so quick that it picks up your consonant sounds very naturally. It's without you having to EQ heavily to make them come out because the minute you start having to EQ heavily to make that come out, now you, it's not your voice anymore. Yeah, it does definitely create an artificial sound if you have to do too much yep. tweaking to get what get the natural. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I I went into uh, a friend of ours, uh, Dave Wilson, is the uh, uh, chief engineer over for the Cromwell Group in Nashville, which I'm sure you're probably not too familiar. No, with. I, I know who they are. Okay, yeah. and uh, so Scotty's on in the afternoon, and I went over. Scotty's a friend of mine, and we 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 just disconnected his re. I think he had one of those re twenty seven ends on there, which oh, is boy. Mm-hmm. which is uh, an re twenty on steroids, and. Uh, we disconnected that thing and put the PR40 on and walked out of the studio and just let him play with it for a while. He was on the air. you know. Of course, he didn't know what we were up to. And I don't know. He did two or three sets on the air, and he came back, and you know, we were going back in there to get the mic, and he was, like, wanting to lock the door to keep us out. He did not <laughs> want us to remove that high option room. And I don't know. I guess they've got maybe one or two. They've got one in the studio. They've got one in the production room. And I don't know. I guess they've got maybe one or two more of the PR40s, you know. So... Well, what's 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 on? What, what do you recommend on ham radio? The people that uh, are looking to upgrade audio. Well, it very much depends on two factors primarily. Number one is the objective of the operating. Is somebody primarily rag chewing? Is somebody doing DX work? Um, and secondly, it very much depends on the kind of radio. The modern generation of radios are heavily DSP-based, and there is a wealth of adjustment opportunity between the bandwidth 
and the tonal quality, treble and bass controls are, are multiple ranges depending on the radio. And so the, the short answer is uh, it depends. Having said that, um, microphones like the PR781 or the PR35 work brilliantly well on the DSP-based radios because you can dial those in for those maximum fidelity applications, so those times you want to you know, really, really be roaring uh, with gorgeous fidelity. And then with the push of a button, you go bing, bing, and you, suddenly you sound like your shorts are too tight for a DX <laughs> pileup. But you know, that's what you, you want to get nasally. You don't want to sound pretty. You want to be in the log. Um, if it's maybe a slightly older radio, um, or perhaps one of the smaller take-it-with-you radios, like a Yaesu 817 or an 857 or an ICOM uh, 703, something like that. One of the other microphones with an HC5 element, like a GM5, is a good choice. Uh, the reason there is it rolls off on the low-frequency side about uh, 300 hertz, right where the radio does, so you get a cascaded filter effect. You're not trashing the modulator with all this energy down around 25 or 50 hertz. It's never going to see the light of day on the air. <laughs> and, uh, and so it, it's a very efficient system, and you're just trying to do a form fit um, to uh, the radio. And so uh, several, several great ways to go. And uh, then we've got pretty microphones like the Finn and the, the Heritage and things like that. But, uh, uh, you know, you've got to look good, too, when you're on the air sometimes. But lots of, lots of good ways to go. The PRs 30s and 40s are nice. But the 781, we think, is going to be a 20-year microphone for us. Steve, I don't know if you... Wow. <clears throat> Steve is a... Is a is a non-sighted person. He's little... I'm blind in one eye and can't see out of the other. <laughs> uh, Roger that. <laughs> so, but anyways, just over here across the table from you here is this thing called the fin. Okay. And uh, I was going to say I don't I, I I can't reach it, but maybe maybe you could reach it there, Chip. I was going to say stick that thing over there in front of him to see it. And I, and I don't know that the switch is on. See if the switch is on. Does it, does it should light? Ah, there you go. Oh, wow. One, two, that. more level. One, two, three, four. Coming well, it uses is that a wireless? No, no, no. He's he's handing it to you right now. It's um, it is a um. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, okay. All right. It is a um. Figure out how to hold it. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, wow. Nice. Right. Can, can you see the blue? Yeah, he has, I can he, actually. Yeah, he's got he's he's got Am some I holding it. I, I assume this is the right way. Yeah. Like that. Oh, there we go. Okay. Just gotta find where the sweet spot is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know which. I don't know Let's which microphone I'm... is picking you up. You're probably getting some I, sort of weird phase. I might be. I know. <laughs> I've been told that in the past. I'm out of phase. Oh, I like the sound on this, though. This is very nice. Yeah, nice and brassy. Nice yes, and aggressive. Yeah, it's right in there. Oh, that's got oh, some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, now, now, you can... now, what is this? Tell me about this I'm holding. What, what is this exactly? Now, how, how, did he, how did Bob wind up designing this mic? How, you, he has a story he tells about well, this. Well, yeah, he was... Uh... He, he was working uh, with Joe Walsh on this, and he had this great idea to uh, put together a microphone that looks like it would be a hood ornament on a, on a 47 Plymouth or something like that. <laughs> he, he loves the retro look, and uh, so he came up with this idea. And uh, I would love this in my studio in Wolf <laughs> FM. This would be great. And, uh, and he, he showed it to Joe Walsh and uh, WB6ACU, and Joe thought that was a great idea, thought it had sounded good, and he said, but you need to light it up. Yeah. And then you need to get a couple of them to ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the one thing about that mic, that mic looks, you, you, when you first see it, you would swear you've seen that mic before, but then the uh-huh. more, you, more you look at it, you think, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, yes, you know. exactly. I know, when you, when you first brought it over, and I said, I've got a tiny amount of vision at about two inches away, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this before, and it, but no, I have not. You're right, it's got that retro kind of... Kind of feel and look to it, but I oh, love the yeah. sound. I love this; it's great. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there's another one that you folks have. That's, it's called the Heritage. Yes. Now, it, does that copy an old mic, or is that is that is, is it? Is, what mic does it resemble? Oh, that would be the best thing to put. I don't remember the model number, but it is an old. Um, I think it's an old. Uh, I want to say an old uh, RCA. And I just don't remember the model number on it. I'm, I'm afraid. Not, my brain is fried anyway. If I if I'd invented the original microphone myself, I couldn't remember <laughs> it. But and that uses actually the same element as the fin that he's on there. Both is our um, broadcast element from the PR20 series. So it's a it's wow. a good, nice wide range uh, nice wide range element. And each uh, each microphone enclosure 
critically defines the exact sound it puts out. And the Heritage and the Finn actually sound very similar on the air. Well, that was interesting. You were cupping your hands around that 40. I, I didn't think that. I, I had no idea you could do that. No. Oh, yes. Well, what, what's happening there when you do that? Well, you're just you're literally changing the resonant, uh, resonant frequency of the chamber here and uh, closing off some of the reson- resonating ports on the side. It's an old trick that I learned many years ago for... Uh, making a Japanese microphone uh, sound uh, more bright. <laughs> and literally, as you, as you come in with your hands and close, these, uh, close the, the side breathing hole area off, you change the frequency oh, response that. and you roll off the low end. And so now Check all of a sudden you out. have a DX microphone. Kilo 7, Juliet Alpha, 1, 2, 3, 4. And then you go back, who loves you, baby, with the Fidelis. <laughs> Same microphone. It's amazing what the enclosure neat. will do. And, and a lot of folks don't realize that. And, you know, they get this microphone and they, they decide they want to get into a DX contest. What do you do? Well, you, you unscrew, the, uh, unscrew the, 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 the cover and you take a turn of... Um, of a notebook paper and put it on the inside to close it off and put it back in and now all of a sudden you you, you know, sound like you got a clothespin on your nose. <laughs> well, you use notebook no, notebook paper, but then if you wanted to, you could you could wrap it with wax paper and then it would could double as a kazoo, an electronic kazoo. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? How cool is that? Oh my. Oh boy, I'm going to get in trouble here. <laughs> no, I was thinking though that if you had now the 781, what does the but you know you you just better off now the 781. What does the uh, what does the 781 do? I mean, uh, it's got multiple elements or something. No, it's it? just got one. But what we did on that is we rolled off the low frequency side um, uh, instead of going down to about 25 hertz like the 40 does, where it goes down about oh 75 hertz or thereabouts. And it just rolls off that low frequency, the boomy, boom, 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 low end that's never going to get out on the air on single sideband because of the nature of the single sideband uh, envelope. And it just keeps you from wasting uh, available power. You know, the, the microphone amplifier is dumb. It, it doesn't have the bandwidth restrictions, so it's going to amplify everything it gets, including the stuff way down low. But at some point, uh, once you get into the uh, F, the low frequency is rolled off, and so why waste the amplifier power there where it's not needed? And especially on the DSP-based radios, they tend to, uh, to waste ones and zeros um, in that frequency range. So we just tried to make a microphone that was more responsive to the needs of single sideband while keeping the big tonal quality uh, uh, richness of the large area dynamic of the PR30, PR40 series. Very nice. Very nice. Well, that's... Okay, well, Chip's got to go. I got to get out of here, too, in a minute here, but this... Yeah, this is... Wow. So what What you need to do, though, before you say goodbye, you need to put your hands on that mic and did that. That that was cool. I just say... <laughs> well, this is Chip Margelli, K7J. I'm going to get into another DX pileup, and when I do, you're going to get wax. K7, Juliet Alpha. I want to be in your log. <laughs> there you go. That's well, Chip, great. I really appreciate you coming by and saying hello with us here. And uh, I appreciate you having a chair I can sit down in for a few minutes. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been playing an awful lot of the uh, the Heil seminars. Uh, we're demonstrating all these decent different cartridges on the air. Save uh, me from having to do it. And I appreciate it, and uh, thanks again for having me here. And uh, thanks again to the great folks at the Huntsville Hamfest for doing such a fantastic job for all of us exhibitors and uh, attendees. It's a wonderful wonderful get together every year. Well, if you want, you want to find out more, it's HeilSound.com. And uh, uh, there's everything under the sun up there, really. I mean, pictures of rock and roll artists and That's everything. That's right. And, uh, of course, Bob's big, his, you know, his uh, display is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh, and you know, if we had more time to talk, and one of these days we need to do that, I need to talk and, and, and have uh, Chip kind of tell you his story of all the different things that he's done in, in, in amateur radio and all the places that you've, you've worked. In, well, that's the great part about amateur radio. There are lots of things to explore, and if you start down a path, you're going you're gonna to find a lot of interesting uh, forks in the road, and I'm enjoying it for a lot of years. Thanks, Ken, and I've always enjoyed it, and I'm planning to keep enjoying it for a lot of years. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go back to work. All righty, sir. You have a... You have a good one, and and Steve, you're you're not going anywhere yet. Now, I'm, oh, I'm, I have I'm, to I have to scoot in a minute here. No, 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 no. You're going to stay right there Uh-oh. because if he gets away, he'll get in trouble. I mean, I know he's got a friend with him, but it's, it takes more can than one. Get, can we get my friend a chair? Can he have <laughs> it chair? takes more than one friend <laughs> to keep him out of trouble. I can tell you that because uh, I've got a gentleman here that just sat down, and he is with Tar Heel Antennas. It yes, looks sir. like. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about now. Your name is Robert Young. And the call sign? NC4RY. Okay, get up a little bit closer on that A little that bit closer. How about that? 
and uh, and and tell me a little bit about what's going on here today. Well, it's been a great show. I mean, it's been a great crowd. Uh, we had a split building here. We didn't know how the crowd was going to turn out, but it, the way it looked, uh, everything is uh, uh, just a great crowd. You know, quite a bit better than what we thought it would be. Well, tell me a bit about the tire heel. What makes the tire heel a little bit you know, un- unusual for us as a screwdriver? I mean, well, it's still a basic, the screwdriver style antenna. We just use a little bit different parts in it. Uh, what started the company was um, I work personally off road. And we couldn't find a product that would really hold up to that type of environment, and we started building a product that would. Of course, some of our first systems wasn't much better than what was available, so we started working on that to build a better product. And we just went from there. We learned what would work. (laughs) I got a funny story. (laughs) And I think we've just built a better product. (laughs) I got a funny story. Uh, Matt has got a Tar Heel on the back end of his Volvo. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know what model it is. Do you know the model? What it is? Uh, he's got one of the large antennas. So it'd probably be a model one hundred, model two hundred. It, it's it's a big antenna. We call it a three mile a gallon antenna because that's what you lose with the wind. <laughs> so, anyways, he, he's well. Actually, two things had happened. Uh, two things had happened. The first thing was is when we uh, he had a. I think he put. I must have put an extra long whip on it or something. Mm-hmm. We were. Uh, we went to New York City. And we were in downtown Manhattan, and he had a couple of pieces of twine connected to the top of the antenna because I think he put an extra long whip on it. I don't know what the reason was, but anyways, but we were operating, and he wanted to keep the thing vertical, so he ran pieces of twine. So it looked like a big antenna on the back of the car with guy lines mm-hmm. coming to the front hood, you know. Really wild-looking thing. Okay, so we're on Avenue of the Americas, and... Um, he had to pull off the road for something or off to the, you know, not on the shoulder, but he had to stop. And uh, as we stopped, here comes Dan Rather walking down the road. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. You know, wow. and, I'm, and I'm shooting pictures up in the air of the, the building tops and whatnot because it's just kind of a cool shot through the sunroof. And I'm, I'm you know, so, but I'm, I'm looking out the front window and I see Dan Rather there and I thought, well, I'll shoot a picture of Dan Rather. Well, about that time, Dan Rather, his. His eyes fell on this Volvo with this monster connected to the back and the guy lines running to the front. And the look on his face was one of sheer fright. I mean, I, th- I don't know if he thought we were terrorists or what the deal was, but he saw that and he was like, oh, my God. So I got, and I got a classic picture. So that, that's one. The second thing is we're in traffic. And I don't know if you have this with, with the Tar Heel antenna, but uh, if, you've, if you've had this yourself. People will always ask Matthew, what's that on the back of your car? What's that on the back of your car? You know. So uh, anyway, he's in traffic, and uh, it amazes me that people in traffic, a guy driving will roll the, other, the, the, the passenger window down, yell across his front seat to him, you know, and go, what's that on the back of your car? Okay, well, he did that to Matt, and I'm sitting next to him. And uh, Matt kind of twists his head funny like he doesn't really know what the guy's talking about. And then he turns around and looks out the back of the car, you know. And then he turns back and he goes, oh, my God, what is that on the back of my car? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what. I mean, it was just funny. I guess it's one of those things you'd had to bend there. But the guy looked horrified. I mean, the guy in the the car next to us. now, I don't understand that. To me, I think these antennas look cool mounted on the back of an automobile. I mean, the taller they are, the cooler they look. Oh, and absolutely. the more you have on a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's uh, you walk out here in the parking lot, you know, most people would be scared to death to even walk in this parking lot with all these things on the back of the car. But, I mean, it's great for us. I mean, we, we, we love it. I've heard all kinds of stories about, you know, what is that thing on the car? Uh, we had actually thought about having a contest one time of who come up with the best answer to that would win something. I still think that's a good idea. Maybe we need to put that together. Uh, uh, what hypodermic needles for Martians and you know, all that. <laughs> we, we've heard it all. I mean, uh, so maybe we should put that contest together. <laughs> that would be cool. It really would be. It really attracts attention. I mean, you go in a restaurant and you sit down, okay, and and you're looking out the window and somebody parks next to you or they get out of their car and they immediately stop. And they stare at this thing on the bumper, you know, mm-hmm. and they're looking up and down, and they're talking to each other, and then they're pointing, you know, and it's like, 
you you wish you could just be there to figure out what what are they saying? What what could it possibly be? You well, know? you know what we really need to do is put some type of automatic voice recording system at the antennas when we put in the parking lot, <laughs> you know, and then we could get those answers. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you can have wow. a little voice that says. Like like Chip Margelli was saying, hello, I'm a Tar Heel antenna. How are you today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah that, that'd be a great idea. You know? <laughs> oh, my. But we, I mean, we've heard so many stories, you know, with that. It's, and, and, you know, we've seen them in pictures, you know, guys going all over the country. And the same you make, you're talking about, you know, they'll be standing beside, what is that thing? Well, you make, you make several models of this thing, though. They're not all the, 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 the big, huge ones. I mean, you've got, you've got smaller... That's that's been the key to our company is we, um, you know, all all the hams. Everybody wants something a little different. You know, some guys are purely after performance, uh, and some guys has got to keep mama happy at home. You know, so so we build up. It's got the stamp on it already. It's it's well approved. (laughs) You know, it's got the stamp on frequency coverage, and let let the guy choose what he wants. You know, sizes, different frequency coverage, and let let the guy choose what he wants. You know. Uh, for his particular installation. That's great. All right, Ted, I got to go. I got to get back to Nashville. Oh, goodness. We're going to go spend some money. You you didn't... Okay. Well, just bought a few things here and there, but look, you know the the Huntsville Ham Fest is wonderful. I mean, this is this is great. Everybody's done great. a great job, and we're great. enjoying it. But I've got a didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm enjoying the antenna talk, but I have got to get walking here. Well, now so. I want to talk to your friend real quick first. Wait, now your name again is uh, Stephen. Stephen, and your call sign again is Kilo Bravo Eight Uniform India Zulu. All righty. And what what? Just curious, what class license do you have? Technician, no yeah. code. Okay. Tech so, light. Tech light. <laughs> uh, you're talking, huh? Yeah, I am too. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, I, I just, I'm, I'm, so you, you, I'm glad you guys came. We yeah, got to figure out, we got to talk. Um, thanks for, thank If you. I can give you my email address, if that's all right to give it on the air, I could do that and then matter somebody can jot it down well you, you can do that or just ha- just have just have holly write it i down. can write it yeah, write it down right now okay yeah and put put your Bad put your cell phone number and multiple cell phone yeah give him give him a dna sample while you're at it so he doesn't lose me again <laughs> don't forget the social security number now. yeah exactly no, exactly the question i have though is are you are you going to are you going to keep an eye on him today or are you going to keep him un- under control um, actually, I just found something that he's probably going to kill for. Uh-oh. And um, uh, Steve, get your card. I ready want this here. microphone I'm holding. Actually, I love this thing. I'm, you know I'm that like, lights up blue, like right I, around your mouth. I know. Everything. I love this. I'm like, man, I, I got to have one of these. So, but yeah, we. I found something that he is just going to kill for. So, uh, can you tell gonna, what it is, or this is a uh, is is it kind of a? Is it bigger than a baby's arm? I mean, uh, no, not really. It's uh-oh. actually kind of tiny. Uh oh. That does okay. about the size of a USB drive. Okay. No, this one wasn't that bad at all. Oh, okay. It was really, really good. But we didn't mean to interrupt the show, but this I didn't, is great. I, didn't, I won't, is, uh, man. I won't right. spill the beans of what that is. Well, we'll, we'll catch up with you probably in a little bit. Anyway, so we are on for another 27 minutes. 27 and, minutes. Okay. Uh, so well, well, this is great. I after, appreciated the opportunity. I did not know this was going to happen. I you, know, uh, you wander around, do whatever you're going to do, and in, in, a, in, in, uh, in 27 minutes, we'll start breaking this down, and we'll... And we'll we'll have a chance to talk for a few minutes. I don't remember your number because of uh, yeah, I don't have my cell phone and my speed dial. One? You remember that? Yeah, one? seven. That's yeah, do it. that one. That'll work. All right, that'll get him in there. Well, thanks for stopping by. Have fun. All right, don't great, spend too great. much money. No, no, definitely not. But you're doing a great job here. This is quite a setup you got. I have one question before we go about your processing. What what are we running on this end here? Coming out of your board, you have some sort of processing you're sending. Not really. No. Okay. Not, not anything. Not anything of any particular. No These hardware are, buys all done on the computer. This is no, no, no. There, there's no. There's really no audio processing. It's just good microphones. Wow. Yeah. I am a, impressed. Yeah, I'm totally a, impressed. Oh, they sound great. This yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, we don't. Oh, we'll take two of them. It right? Doesn't require. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't require a. Uh, a valley or a symmetrics or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Bob's a heck of an engineer. I, I wouldn't talk about him. I met him at the Dayton Ham Fest one year, and they were talking about the, the Heil SCPC receiver for satellite. I used to have one of those. And, I mean, that's this is a guy who's just done wonders with everything, with audio and, and technology in general. So He did. He cool. invented Quadrophenia for the Who. <laughs> he did. He, the original console that he did all that on. Yeah. It's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame up there that's in Cleveland. Great. 
Okay, so. well, we're going to go. Thank you much for the opportunity. We'll be talking soon. Thank and you. Give, give, give them. Stay out of trouble now. That's right. Oh, Anybody no. out there, they can check out the radio station. Yeah, give, give them your website. Wolf, W-O-L-F-F-M.com. WolfFM.com. Or HowlingCountry.com. HowlingCountry.com. Yeah, you can check all those out. You get the oldies, Howling oldies. It all goes to the same place. There's listen links for all the channels on the one site. So check it out. And thanks to WBCQ for letting this go on and, and having it on the air. All this stuff, this is wonderful. Thank you. Is what uh, is now going to start giving. The online radio right. is what uh, is now going to start giving, well, is giving broadcast radio AM and FM a headache because uh, they can't, they really can't compete with the short playlists and the programming consultants and all that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. just can't be done. Well, now, it, the, in, it, now, Tell me something. How did you guys did you guys create the antenna? Um, I mean, I guess when I say when I did you create the antenna, did you start off with the antenna, uh, a basic antenna design, or how did you arrive with what you have right now? Yeah, when we we started the company um, about uh, it was about twelve years ago, eleven to twelve years ago, and it was a common design, um, a BB three style design. The problem was we wanted to make it, you know, more repeatable. If a person, if it did break, they could get parts without having custom machining done. Uh, We wanted to, you know, get everything blueprinted and then build a product that would, you know, hold up in a rough environment. That's what we started. But the basic design is still the same, BB3 style, and I'd I'd give him the credit for for that, the Don Johnson-style antenna. That's, That's what really started the screwdriver style. Of course, we got away from screwdriver motors and got away from PVC coils and, you know, got away from that kind of stuff, uh, more um, professional-type, you know, equipment and to make the parts, uh, more repeatable parts. And, that, and then, so that's really what that, and nothing, none of that's really changed over the years. And it's, it's just a good, it's really just kind of, he done a very good design, and uh, everybody's really just kind of, of guys that's built that, you know, there's probably been hundreds of guys that's built these antennas, and all of them's had real good little tricks and ideas, but nobody ever put them all together, and that's what we tried to do. Well, uh, and you've done that because uh, Matt's real happy with this. He really, oh, yeah. he really likes it. And I, I want to say, before I forget, that we are broadcasting live from Huntsville, Alabama. We are at the Huntsville Ham Fest, and this broadcast is brought to you by Behind the Trans World Antennas. <laughs> and we have behind us right now uh, a TW twenty ten. Now, my, I guess my question is: Is did you notice that antenna? Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, one of the guys that helped the, you know, helps him. Uh, I know him real well. Uh, they're you know completely different markets. No, no, no. Great I, antenna. I, I mean, did you notice it sitting here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because most people have hey, I'm sat an antenna down. man. I notice antennas from every direction. People have <laughs> sat down here, and I said, "Did you notice the antenna?" Like, oh no, I didn't. I didn't notice the antenna. And over here is Chuck Lewis, and I'm going to see which mic you're on. See if that's it right there. Yeah. One, two, three, four. There you go. There we go. Did, did you notice the antenna, Chuck? Oh, of course. You did. Okay. Okay. Most everybody people. knows. Everybody sees tire heels everywhere. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. This antenna behind me is a trans world. Oh, yeah. that one I and, see. Uh, it. The, uh, the the um, the Tar Heels are basically a screwdriver line yeah. of mobile antennas. Okay, yeah. this is a portable antenna for semi permanent or permanent setup. Eighty or not eighty, twenty through ten meters, mm-hmm. and they they make an eighty eighty section and a forty forty section. I just didn't know when you sat down. Most a stealth antenna. They don't notice the antenna there. That's because it's it's. A stealth antenna. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't see it. But, you know, Antenna Man really does. You yeah, know, if no. somebody's in the antenna business, I promise you they're going to notice every antenna everywhere on every vehicle, and that drives <laughs> people nuts. <laughs> I, it, well, yeah, I'm sure it does. And I, I'm going to talk to Chuck here just for a second. N4NM. And have to, I'm a little brain dead after being on talking on the radio for so long. But now you are – I can't read. Tell, introduce yourself. Okay. I'm, I'm Chuck N4NM. Uh, one of the guys that puts the forums slate together for the for, for the Ham Fest every every year. Okay, well, the, with the forum slate now, are there forums tomorrow? Yes, uh, a, a, f- a few. Okay, a few. And what uh, what's on the agenda for tomorrow? And let's just say we've got somebody tuned in listening. They're within earshot or they're within driving range of Huntsville. They've been thinking, I don't know if I want to go to the Ham Fest or not. But tomorrow, if they really wanted to, they could drive in. What's going on tomorrow? 
couple of really good, uh, a number of really good ones. We got a, a repeat performance this morning from this morning's PowerPole workshop. John Kalatai from uh, West Mountain Radio gave a workshop on how to connect power pole connectors to the, the old ubiquitous red and black power wire, including a workshop where folks could practice. He's repeating that tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Had a good turnout today. Expect another good turnout from him tomorrow. Following that, for all the people who bought D-Star radios today, there's going to be a D-Star primer and tips for getting started at, at 11 o'clock. Uh, Ron Schaffer, W4VM, is going to do that one. <clears throat> if you bought a D-Star radio and you want to know how to get it on the air, hook up with the uh, repeater networks, that's a good one. Um, if you've ever wanted to know how to write macros to get emergency uh, formatted messages into the digital modes, um, our Limestone County EC, John Ivey, or Joe Ivey, W4JSI, is going to do one on macros he's generated and, uh, and, and how you can do your own. And following that, our uh, assistant SEC for uh, Alabama, Tom Rigsby, K5JTR, is going to be doing Growing Your Club, a few simple steps. So for the Tom has a uh, Tom has a has a, a really dynamite forum to uh, to give you lots of tips for getting from point B to from point A. All right, very good. Well, you know, I guess the thing of it is, is the, these forums are a chance for someone who is who's really trying their best to uh, to learn something new. You know, get hands on. I I learn better when I've got somebody showing me something. Yeah, I think everybody does. You know, that's what the Elmering concept is all about. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as good at uh, at, at learning by just reading something. Yeah. So uh, that's that's very good. And I hope that tomorrow, maybe some folks that are listening right now will have a chance to drive in and take on it. Well, know, we hope so too. We'll be here, and uh, all the vendors will be here. And and uh, so far today, it's been a great show, and, and it looks like uh, we'll continue that tomorrow. Well, very good. I appreciate it. And, and what what is your position here with the? I mean, I, I see the ARO insignia, but you're yeah, I'm one of the assistant emergency coordinators for Madison County. Ah, okay, that's that's what I was wanting to know. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know. Well, I appreciate you coming by, and uh, I hope I hope that tomorrow we got some folks that'll be maybe coming in and taking on some of these forums. Yeah, well, Ted, we we really appreciate you guys coming down here and, and doing your show from our Hamfest and. Uh, uh, hope we see you again next year and uh, invite all the folks to come down tomorrow and enjoy the rest of the show. Well, very good. 73. Okay. Same, same and a, a few 88s out there, too. <laughs> okay. All right. And the fellow that just sat down with us here, and I, I don't know, maybe, he may want to move over and get on the. Uh, whoops. There goes. We almost lost a PR30, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a tough microphone. If it, if it falls down on the floor, it won't hurt it. <laughs> But, but but getting ready to sit down here, I guess I want to say, is is Dennis Mockenbacher, and he is with the Yesu Company. Hello, Ted. How's how is the Huntsville Hamfest going? Oh, you know it's good. This is this show just keeps getting bigger and bigger each year, and it uh, we love coming here because there's a, a whole special feeling of uh, I don't know uh, vitality here. Uh, you know, a lot of the shows seem like they're not having such good times, but uh, Huntsville's definitely alive and well oh yeah i'm sorry oh he's got to go all righty well i thank you so much for coming by and talking to us and yeah and uh we'll we'll stay in touch and be sure and send us information anything that's anything new going on with tar hill we'd love, love to hear thank from you me. for having me okay mm-hmm. thank you well how what's what's new with yesu this year what are, what's what, what's what's the latest and greatest what do you well, uh, probably the good news is we're, we're, we're actually, our sales are up. You know, in an economy that's, that seems to be depressed uh, in the rest of the world, uh, in the markets, uh, Yesu is strong. Uh, we're doing better than we did last year, which means uh, that uh, we're, we're going to get all the uh, R&D and uh, uh, positive uh, feeling over in Japan to continue bringing us new products. Uh, we've introduced five new products this year so far, and we've probably got one more to go before the year is out. So everything is good. Can you talk about what's coming, what, what's what's on the way, or is that? Is it's that... still pretty much on the hush, but it's uh, 
my understanding that uh, this radio will be actually rolled out next week in Japan. Uh, going to Japan for their their version of Dayton is called Hamfair, and it uh, is coming up uh, next weekend. And I'll, I'll be seeing this new radio then. So uh, within a week and a half, it'll be all over the world, and then we'll we'll see what's coming. Um, how are you? How is? I guess I want to say what model because we were talking about this earlier. What model Yesu is it, or or how many of the radios or how that can be interfaced for control over the internet? Uh, I know I've noticed that our design engineers are are looking stronger, more and more, at having that strong capability in our HF radios to do that. Mm-hmm. Our currently our FTDX nine thousand, the top of the line radio, uh, is certainly doing that. And uh, I've had a number of buyers of the FT two thousand who have sent me uh, technical information and photographs of their stations where they ha- they have a st- uh, station up in the mountains and they're using FT two thousands. Uh, driving um, uh, amplifiers, we we do have a, a, an amplifier that can also be controlled that way. So, we now actually have a third product, the FT950. So, for workman the boss, more of these radios are getting so you can just con- completely control them for workman the boss isn't looking. <laughs> well, I you know I, I, I didn't know how yeah you know, I didn't know how extensive they they did this because I've talked to guys that are running uh, software like. Um, What's what's the the software I'm trying to think now? Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think. I've been doing this too Ham, long. Ham Radio Deluxe. Ham Radio Deluxe yes. using Ham Radio Deluxe and a Skype line. Yes, and they and they, and they say it works beautiful. They yes, are, you know. Now, but does do you have any? I mean, how how is it typically done with, say, for example, any of the current Yesu radios? How is it done? What software and how do you do it, or what would be the way to go? Well, we have our own uh, computer control program that we offer free on our website. Uh, and and uh, to be honest with you, I'm not much of a computer person, so I, I'm, not, I, I'm not the right guy. Fortunately, I have a tech, technical support group that uh, makes the guys like me look like we know what we're doing. <laughs> but but it, it can be done. It is being done, and it's being done quite easily uh, and, and very effectively. As a matter of fact, people are actually starting to enter contests now from home using their, their station with the remote capability, which requires a lot of flexibility. So obviously the state of the art has come a long way. No, I, I was going to say, because there seems to be a big interest in that, and I was, wa- I was, wanting, to, I was wanting to ask about it. Uh, I, I hear an awful lot about the, um, okay, I can't think of the model. The, it's, it's a low-power, s- small portable rig, like five watts out. Oh, uh, the FT eight seventeen ND, maybe. Yep, that, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what I hear. A lot of people talking about that radio, and and I guess it's there's a QRP movement going, and and everybody's you know I'm hearing every I don't two or three people today sitting here down here talking about that radio. That that radio has been around since oh gosh, uh, long before I went to work for Yesu, but the technology of the receiver was was such that it was a very sensitive receiver, good selectivity, um, and people. You know, are amazed that this radio has been around as, long, as many years as it has. It still does the job, and sales actually are stronger today than they were two years ago. There is definitely an interest in QRP and, and portability, and that radio fits right into the not, the the, uh, the niche that people are trying to find. Oh, I, I wonder about the, the other radio you make that's really small. Is 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 that? There's one that you make that's they, they say this is the smallest HF rig. I can't remember now the, the model number on it. Uh, we have an FT450 that you might be thinking of. It's not. It's uh, uh, the 817 is actually our smallest okay. size radio. Our smallest HF radio that's 100 water though is under 10 pounds now. It only weighs nine pounds. It's a 100 watt radio. The FT450 available with or without an antenna tuner. And it came along after the design of our FT2000, which was a, a technology leap. Mm-hmm. So this is a terrific radio. As a matter of fact, I carry this radio when I go on de-expeditions to other countries because I can just throw it in my luggage and no longer have to have a special portable case for it. Well, there's the, the, maybe, maybe the one I'm thinking of is the 857. Ah, the 857, yes. Uh, there, we have two radios that share uh, the same circuit board. One is the 857 and the other is the 897. The 857 was designed for mobile use, but it's a very, very small package with a removable control head. And that might be what you're thinking of. It, it, it is the most popular mobile radio uh, available, and it covers 160 all the way up through 440. And then there's the 897. Eight, 897 is the same, uh, virtually the same radio, 
but we put it in a different package so that it, it uh, it's a little bit larger package because it has an empty uh, cavity in the bottom of it that can be used to put ra- uh, batteries. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can walk around with this radio and run 20 watts, or you can put an AC power supply in there and, and just plug the radio in the wall. So this is a real popular radio for, for people that want to operate at home, but they, they're going to operate portable. And it also has a mobile bracket, so it can be used mobile. Are you following all this? She's shaking her head a lot. I think she's got it. And we, we got somebody else who just yes. sat down here, too, and that's... Yes, I'm uh, Ned from West Mountain Radio, KA1CVV okay. is my call. So good afternoon to you, Dennis. Hello. Hopefully you, you're having as much fun as we are. We're, we're doing very well here at the Huntsville Ham Fest for 2009. Well, we're going to explore West Mountain Radio. I, don't, I know these fellows come away from their booths, and that's precious time, so I can't keep them here too long. But now, Dennis has said, "I only just ask you one question here. Um, what, what, right now, what is what is the hottest item? What are people or when people come up to your booth? What is the one thing that you're getting a lot of requests for? Show us this, or can I see this, or what about this radio, or what, what's what, what's the big thing?" <laughs> well, the uh, we we do have a really. Uh, a, a, a new radio that is extremely popular, a new handheld, the VX8R, which includes the, a, a, a GPS option, and you can uh, use that for having APRS. That, that's probably the most popular radio uh, that people want to see. They've heard about it, and they want to see what's going on with that radio. Um, you, know what? I, you know what? I do need to get back to that booth. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm getting buzzed. You're getting buzzed? Buzz. But I, I do want to say... I use West Mountain Radio products when I go on my de-expeditions. I use their products I'll, for, I'll hear, for I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have, we'll get back with you, say in a week or two. Okay. And you can do one of our two-hour shows, and we can sit and talk about all these radios. That'd be great. And uh, we'll, we'll just have a lot of fun. All right. Thank you, Ted. Dennis Mockenbacher, K7BV. Yes. And I appreciate you coming by here. All right, Ted. Have a good show. You, well, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, sir... I was talking to um, our, one of our fellows over in Iraq, uh, Jeff Hammer, and uh, I guess now he's Major Jeff Hammer, but he was in Iraq. He called in on field day. Mm-hmm. So we set up a wish list, and on the wish list, I said, what do you want? What, would, what do you guys need? And uh, he came up with this list all from West Mountain Radio. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I didn't know. Webpage. I got, so I, I got up on your webpage. It was the first time I ever saw, I saw your webpage. I got up there, and, man, you guys have all kinds of stuff up there, I, just everything out of the sun. Tell us a little bit about your, your, your business and what you guys supply and what you do. Yes, uh, West Mountain Radio was started in the year 2000. So we've been selling amateur radio products since 2000. And our first product in the amateur radio market was the Rig Blaster. And... Uh, to this date, we've sold over 40,000 rig blasters, so we're quite happy about it. <laughs> wow. and, That's uh, amazing. At this present time now, we actually sell five models of rig blasters. We have a simple model, which we call the No-Mic, which is kind of an introductory model, and then we go all the way up to our rig blaster duo, which is designed for two radios. And then in the year 2001, we decided to, that we needed some other products, so we came up with this idea of coming up with these items called rig runners. So um, our first rig runner was designed as the 4012, which simply means it's 40 amps and has 12 outputs. And then after that, we came out with our rig runner 4005, and basically the rest is history. Every year we seem to come out with a new rig runner, Ted. What, what is it that these rig runners do? <laughs> rig runners are 12-volt distribution panels. Okay. So if you're like any other ham and oh, you have okay. a lot I've of... Oh, seen, okay, I've seen r- these things, yes. You have a lot of rigs in the shack maybe uh, all kinds of other accessories that require 12 volts. You use the convenient Anderson power poles. You put them on the ends of your cables to your rigs or to your devices. You plug them into our unit, and everything is conveniently powered. And the neat thing with all of our rig runners is they have a fuse that protects the output. So if you should blow the fuse, um, your device will be protected. Um. I, I noticed you've got some other things there. I see this thing. It's what is this? The Rig Blaster. Uh, I'm gonna see Rig Blaster Duo. Now, what? Yeah, that. Tell me about this this thing here. What is this? Rig Blaster Duo is our newest Rig Blaster. We came out with that last year for Dayton, 
and it's designed to work with two radios. So you could have one microphone, maybe you have one microphone that's your favorite microphone, and you have a Kenwood radio over here, and you have a Yesu radio over here. And you're able to control both those two radios and use one microphone. And you're able to get on and do the digital modes all, all basically with two radios into one computer and out over the air. Wow, that's that's very very cool. I and I and I wondered about that because I've seen the Rig Blaster before, but I you know and friends of mine own them. I said and I've I've never, you know, I guess I'm a, a a dull, boring ham. You know, I just I don't get into the data modes and all the different things. I I want to. It's just a, doing these radio shows. There's no time. You know, so anyhow, but it's interesting to find this out. Now y'all have a let me see here. The, these rig runners, I'm now familiar with those because I've seen those before. Do a DC Godsend uh, because you can plug so many things into a DC supply, and you've got f- the separate fuses and whatnot, which which is good. Between that and the rig blaster, are these the two? I know on your website you got all kinds of stuff up there, but are these the most popular items that that are uh, that, that you currently stock that you're that I would say is in demand? Yes, it is, Ted. Um, in fact, we're seeing a real big market in 12 volt devices especially now since, unfortunately, you know, hurricanes um, and disasters now require a lot of hams to be able to have backup power and 12-volt solutions. So we're, we're actually seeing that our rig runners now are outselling our rig blasters just because of that, um, that they are so great being able to have a convenient connector and being able to plug things in and out instantly on the fly. And uh, you can move equipment from one location to the next and, you know, be on the air instantly. Um, I'm getting a hand signal here. Just just tell me what you were trying. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> we're communicating with the radio station and, and just telling you. We're, we're gonna, I know we're going to run over just a little bit, so we were just kind of letting uh, I'm, those folks know. And I think I think Al Wiener is there at the station, so I, I don't think we'll, we'll have any, any problems with that. I appreciate you coming by here, but I'm, I'm trying to think, what else is up there? I know on your website I've seen all kinds of things. That t- just maybe give me a brief list of what, what it is that you... Well, when I walked in here when you were talking to Dennis from Yesu, um, you, you, you were talking about Skype and Ham Radio Deluxe. Mm-hmm. And one of the models of our rig blasters is ideal for that because, again, you can take a radio, you hook your radio to a computer, and our rig blaster is the one that gives you those audio feeds through the internet so you can operate your radio remotely over the internet so you can be over in some other part of the world be able to log on to your computer at your home qth get on the air and make some contacts you're able to control your radio fully over the internet with our rig blasters now the rig blaster connects into the computer by by means of what kind of connection is it our our rig blasters are are connected through your usb port slash serial port and then you need uh two audio sources, whether it be your line-in or your line-out or your mic-in or, or your speaker, depending on if it's a laptop. Oh, I, and I was wondering if they connected by means of USB or, or by means of, uh, of a serial port. I just didn't know. Yeah. Yep. We've got, we've got another fellow that's set down here, and this is Dan, Dan Miller. And uh, I want to say hello to Dan. And you, and you are with the, um, you're the Al- Alabama State Emergency Operations Officer. Yes, for the military affiliate radio system. Okay, so you're with Mars. Yes. Okay, so that, now that we've got that figured out. <laughs> so how, how, is, how is the, uh, the Huntsville Fest going with you? Well, busy for me. I'm uh, also a member of the local club, so I'm actually working the fest this year. So it's uh, very uh, busy time of year for me have, have you met ned here at all oh yeah in fact i own one of his products i'm very big into digital modes both for uh recreation and emergency communications and uh I, i'm going to be quite honest i played with uh, a few others the rascals the mfj stuff the rig blasters are just solid devices it's uh one of those type that like an ak-47 of uh sound card type devices you can drop them on the ground and they still work which which uh, rig blaster do you have I have the Rig, ba- Rig Blaster uh, Pro, and I got that because my MFJ one died, mm-hmm. and I needed one on the on the fly. And I figured if I'm going to spend a fair amount of money, I wanted to get something decent. And I've seen the reviews on those, and they're just they're really easy to set up. I open it up, put the jumpers in. Ten minutes later, I'm right back on the air. That's very very cool. <laughs> 
So you you have a customer here that that's a, a, a satisfied customer, which is a. Uh, and Dan mentioned too that he is a, a Myers operator, and probably there's more Myers operators out there with rig blasters than any other interface because part of their drills and exercises, one is called that they take advantage of a lot of the different digital modes. Um, one is called ALE. Another one is obviously uh, radio teletype. Uh, MT63, mm-hmm. uh, SSTV, right. Olivia, Contessa. Um, and now the uh, Winlink team is actually coming out with, uh, it's in beta right now, they're coming out with a uh, sound card version of the Winlink program. So uh, a lot of operators like, I'm not rich, to be quite honest, and I can't afford a $1,000 Pactor 3 modem. But with the sound card interface, and now uh, Winlink catching up to that, I'll be able to pass airmail traffic through Winlink through my sound card. And also, I don't have a problem taking a rig blaster out to a site as opposed to a $1,000 modem. Big difference. Yeah, well, that's, that makes perfect sense. Well, sir, I thank you for coming by here. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of our broadcast. But tell me a little bit about, about Mars and how you're set up here and some of the folks that you're working with. Well, the military affiliate radio system... Uh, a lot of people will remember it as uh, people making phone patches overseas or from overseas servicemen over to the states and sending out uh, Marsgrams, which is health and welfare. Today's uh, paradigm is a lot different. The servicemen can pick up a radio, can pick up a cell phone in Baghdad for almost nothing now. So the Mars program almost went away. And what happened is the uh, chief army Mars in Fort Huachuca. He goes, well, Mars is not useless. We are very viable for federal backbone communications. So the paradigm from just sending Mars grams and phone patches has become concentrated to emergency communications. And the uh, we've uh, actually operated in a lot of exercises. We work with the uh, TSA at all the airports. We have, uh, I work with the uh, local Redstone Arsenal Fox Army Medical Center. We have a very big team here. And we also work with Aries and Races, and basically we not only, we're professional communicators, but not only can we offer the ham bands, but we offer military frequencies. So when the ham bands are all clogged under FCC 97, nobody owns those bands. So if somebody wants to come in and, and just start, you know, making noise and stuff, there really isn't a lot you can do because nobody, quote, owns those frequencies. Everyone who's licensed has a right to them. But Mars works on the military HF frequencies and VHF frequencies. Therefore, you have to be Mars licensed. And our nets are very controlled and are very clean. And we're also able to do something hams aren't. We can pass encrypted traffic if our served agency requests us to. Unlike FCC, you can't do that on the ham bands. It has to be plain text. Oh, yeah. Plain English or whatever. Plain English per Part 97. But... Mars, you're not under Part 97, you're under NTIA. And on Mars, you're, my license isn't granted by the FCC through the Chief Army Mars. Army Mars license is actually granted through the Chief Army Mars on behalf of the Secretary of the Army. So we're using actual military frequencies, which gives that bonus add that when all else fails, we can make it we don't fail even further by having extra frequencies and highly trained professionals. Well, very, very cool. I've I, I wondered. It was a, a a division of Mars that that recently either went away or was. Uh, do, do you know what? Well, what's happening is, of course, there's budget constraints on all sides of the fence right now, and rumor has it, and it's actually being seen that the Navy Marine Corps Mars is actually cut their paid staff off, and I down the line. I think it's going to become one Mars so we can fulfill our federal mission instead of having three different branches. And that's not such a bad thing if everyone plays on the same exact field with the same exact talents and the same exact information, then anybody can actually be deployed somewhere and know what frequencies we're going to be on and how we all operate together. Well, that's, that, that, that sounds good. That, that sounds real good. Now, a, a person getting in, if a person's listening and they say, well, you know, I'd like to get involved with, with, with Mars, how would they go about doing that? Well, the best way is every state has a state director. Everything starts at the state level. 
Um, you could contact your state. You could find your state director by Googling, uh, if, say, you're in Alabama, you could Google Alabama Mars or Tennessee Mars or just U.S. Army Mars, and you'll get 9th Netcom, the headquarters. From there, you'll get you'll find a contact information to the state director. Or the best way of uh, of doing it is if you come to a ham fest, ninety percent of the time there's going to be a Mars table, and you just come up there. But you do in the in the Mars we have now because of the role we're playing, you have to be a general class license. And one of the reasons for that is you used to be a tech. The problem is you could be on HF on Mars, but you couldn't touch the ham bands as a tech. Well, if you're out in the field and, or in an EOC and we're working with Aries and we get a Mars message and we have to pass it to the ham side, if you're not a general, what are you going to do with that message? You, you, are, now the broken, you are now the broken link. So now the uh, Chief Army Mars requires all Army Mars members to be general class. That way, if I get that message from Win- Mars Winlink or Mars HF and I need to get it to a uh, HF or uh, HF station that doesn't have a Mars operator but has a ham operator, then I could pass that message follow, so you know, all I have to do is turn my dial. Very, very interesting. That's, uh, that, that, that's very cool. So your, your contact information here, do you, do you guys have a web page or something, or do you have a, a, a location where someone could, can contact you? Well, I, my uh, web page, or the web page that we're doing is we're reconstructing. We had to change servers right now. But I uh, do have a... Um, an email address. It's kind of a long one. It's uh, Alpha Alpha Romeo Four Alpha Golf at JCT Juliet Tango or Juliet Charlie Tango Enterprises Golf Romeo Papa dot com. If you send me an email, tell me what state you're in, and I will get your information to the state director that needs to go there. Oh, very good. Well, I appreciate you joining us. We're we're out of time. We've got to go. And uh, but I appreciate you coming by and talking with us, and we're we're definitely enjoying the ham fest. This is this has been a, a really really super ham fest, and uh, you know, guys here at Huntsville they they know how to do a ham fest. Well, I'm one of them on behalf of the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest, uh, Huntsville Ham Fest Incorporated. We we uh, thank you and we do appreciate you being here. Well, we really have enjoyed this, and uh, it's it's one of the most friendly ham fests uh, that you could possibly attend so uh and once again we thank you for all the hospitality and the special treatment we've had here so and that's gonna wrap it up we're we're we've just about we've overstayed our welcome here's what we've done (laughs) and and alan weiner at the radio station is saying when are they gonna shut up here we we can get on with it here once again we've been live from huntsville this is the huntsville ham fest and once again our sponsor has been trans world antennas and uh they are the makers of the tw2010 the backpacker the 8080 the 6060 the 3030 uh, a host of antennas all stealth and all high performance once again thank you very much for joining us we appreciate um you folks tuning in and listening and and being a part of the huntsville ham fest